for tonight. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for what you have started this month. Thank you for what you are going to do for us. Father, we ask that tonight will be a special night and all of us will enjoy your fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the saints say, Amen. Grandma, you are welcome. We celebrate you. Grandma, this is the grandma of Jedidiah. Let's clap for her. Thank you so much for coming. Anytime you are around, we are always glad. The Lord will continue to bless you, bless your children and your grandchildren in Jesus' name. Can you clap again and welcome grandma to church? God bless you. Mama, you can come a little bit to the front. We just appreciate you want to be around us. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Let me welcome your neighbor. Say neighbor, neighbor. You are welcome to church this evening. Mommy Jedidiah, you are welcome. Jedidiah, you are welcome. Brad Julius, you are welcome. After one week, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for coming back on time. Otherwise, we have been looking at the road. Praise God. You are blessed in Jesus' name. This month is a month of fulfillment. What does fulfillment mean? Fulfillment means answers to prayer. Fulfillment means testimonies in our life. Fulfillment means the word of God is coming to pass. Fulfillment means your desires are met. Fulfillment means you rejoice over the work of your hand. Fulfillment means you don't have any reason to envy anybody. You are glad because of what the Lord is doing in your life. That is why this month is crucial. This month, I pray for you that your prayer will be answered. Your dreams, your dreams for this year will be fulfilled. The Lord will meet you beyond your expectation. Your expectation will not be cut short. You enjoy super fulfillment in the name of Jesus. You will not have a reason to envy anybody. Rather, everyone around you, they have a reason to envy you. You'll be celebrated this month in Jesus' name. If I'm praying for you, say the loudest, Amen. May the Lord give you divine fulfillment in Jesus' name. We are reading Psalm 126, verses 1 to the end. That's what we are going to use to pray today. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. The blessing that looked like a dream, the Lord will give it to you. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen. Say with me the blessing that looked like a dream. Father, do it for me this month. Do it in the name of Jesus. The blessing that will make you to dance, may the Lord give it to you this month in the mighty name of Jesus. When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion were like them that dream. There was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. This month, your tongue will be filled with laughter. Your mouth will be filled with singing. Then they said among the eight things, the Lord had done great things for them. We are praying for you tonight. The Lord will do great things for you. You will not be embarrassed. You will not be put to shame. You will not be disappointed. The Lord will do great things for you. How many of you know what great things means? If you know what great things, raise up your hand. Your dream of great things, the Lord will do it for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
even the old believers said the lord has done great things for them and they also said the lord has done great things for us we are off we are glad the lord great things make people happy this month the lord will do great things for you that will make you happy in the name of jesus turn again our captivity O lord as a stream in the south they that sow in tears shall reap in joy he that goeth forth weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his harvest or his cheese with him that means anyone that is showing precious seed will definitely have harvest in life what does harvest mean harvest mean fulfillment you are happy the bible says you will see the reward of your labor and your soul will be satisfied i pray for all of you that are working that are laboring that your labor over your work will not be in vain you will have results this year in the name of jesus results that will overwhelm you the lord will give it to you in jesus name you will enjoy divine fulfillment can you say the loudest amen, amen. and look at the middle verse verse 4 say turn again O lord our captivity in other words what you have done for us that make us happy do it again O lord every beautiful thing that the lord has done in your life before the lord will do it again this year amen. he will do it again before the end of this year amen. he will do it again this month in the mighty name of jesus we are going to use this chapter to pray for divine <laughs> fulfillment. I want you to know that this scripture can be divided into three. Verses 1 to 3, talking about what God has done that made them happy. Verses 4 is saying, Lord, repeat your testimony in our life. Verse 5 and 6 saying, there are some things that you do that make you get harvest. Do you get what I'm saying now? He's saying, Lord, there's this great thing that you will do. That will make us very, very happy. Lord, do that thing that will make us happy again. And now say, they that bears precious seed for sowing, they will doubtless come back again, rejoicing, having their affairs with them. That shows that there are some things that we should do that can guarantee affairs in our life. And I'm going to give us three things that will guarantee affairs in our life. That does not mean this is all. We just want to use this thing I'm going to tell you to pray. That will guarantee fulfillment in your life. And I will explain a little. And we are going to use this scripture to pray. Number one. That guarantee fulfillment in life. Is having the spirit of compassion. Having the spirit of compassion. You must be compassionate. What makes you a healer is compassion. What makes you a preacher is compassion. What makes you a good child is compassion. What makes you a caring father is compassion. What makes you... What make other people to cherish you as a wife is compassion. What make pastor love a church member is compassion. When you see somebody that is compassionate, that person has a heart for fulfillment. God does not want us to be stone-hearted. He wants us to be compassionate. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. The Bible says, when Jesus looked at the crowd, he had compassion for them. He said, because they were like sheep without shepherd. They were going astray. The Bible says, say, pray that the Lord should say, shepherd into his flock. Without compassion, there cannot be great ideas that will give back to fulfillment. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them 
because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. If the pains of other people do not move you, you can never have your pain removed in life. Some, I'm not saying everybody's pain should be your concern, but there's a concern that God wants you to have concerning life. You cannot be placid or just neutral on anything. Somebody that is giving birth is crying, it doesn't move you. Somebody that is dying is dying, it doesn't move you. Somebody without job is working, it doesn't move you. Somebody without money, it doesn't move you. Something about humanity must move you for you to be fulfilled. Because your fulfillment is in the compassion that God has given you. Your compassion is a pointer to the problem that God has designed you to solve. And until you are compassionate about a particular aspect of life, you are not ready to be fulfilled. That is why you have to steer up your bower of compassion. The Bible says we should be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ for, for, uh, for even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us. Jesus was moved with compassion, and I've discovered that great ideas come from the spirit of compassion. Joseph said, "How can I do this wicked thing? Not to be compassionate is wickedness, and God does not like wicked people." He doesn't like wicked people. If you are wicked, you will not do anything for humanity. If you don't do anything for humanity, you will never be fulfilled. You can stay 30 days in church and pray. If you are not compassionate, you will never solve any problem. You must have a bowel of compassion. One man came to my office and was sharing his testimony of his greatness. He called me and said, ah, somebody in my school, one of your student is my school worker and he told me we are running a sandwich degree program and uh, I want to come has I said no come come because I've not seen for some time and I know he's a big man I said come I want to see you so he came and I said I want to ask you a question how did you get this your business idea if I mention his name on here all of you will know him how do you get this your business idea in turn and he said, I was a young boy, small boy, in the teaching hospital. And they were looking for a particular drug for a 32-year-old man. And the hospital could not get it. And when they were running up and down to get the drug, the person died. And he knew it was because of their fault that he couldn't get the drug. They, he started weeping like a baby. As if that person was his relation. He wept so much for the death that, that God ministered to him, that is why you are here. Start your pharmacy shop. Compassion. Not his relations. Compassion. If you come to church, nobody is singing. Do you have a compassion that somebody should be doing this thing? Not a, is it from better. Do you have a compassion when you see so many people are frustrated, they don't even want to come to church. You have, have a compassion. Where do people think they are going to get help? Do you have a compassion for souls that are dying? Or you feel if they will go to hell, let them go to hell. My mother too has died. Anybody can die. When you have that kind of spirit to life, you don't receive great idea. Wicked people die poor and broke, not fulfilled. As they are frustrated, they frustrate others, 
frustrate the system, and at the end, they go back to their creator sad. Compassionate people always have ideas upon ideas upon ideas how they can help humanity, and in turn, they fulfill the assignment on the heart. Hard-hearted people, stingy people that don't have compassion, they end up being empty in life. Because they never have a feeling to help humanity. Jesus came on another template. If you are a member of Abundant Grace Church, or you are a member of Grace Family, there will be something you are feeling that ah, I can do this thing to help people. Compassion. 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 You must be compassionate. You can't just look away. You can't look away. And when you are filled with this compassionate spirit, you will see a lot of problems around you that God has designed you to solve. I said, in my lifetime, I will see youth running to church. Running to church. There won't be space for them. In my lifetime, oh. And I'm going to walk and walk until I get the mystery that will make the youth love God. Because I know there are so many misrepresentations about God, even in the church, that make the youth hate God. We are misrepresenting him because we don't have a power of compassion. When the youth know that we are sincere, that the same person that preached to them on the altar is the same man you meet in the office, not double face, they will genuinely love God. Not different politics, but the same person. Compassion is what gives us to fulfillment. Jesus started his ministry on a bower of compassion. He was moving everywhere around to teach. Any comfortable place was that. He never looked at the crowd to raise money. No, that was the mission of Jesus. He won't see the crowd and said, If this book can raise 50, 50 naira for me, that'll be 2.5 million. No, that was not the mission of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus is. What can I do for these people that lack a shepherd? I want to shepherd them. You can see it in him. And that is the only thing that leads to fulfillment in life. Now what I have preached, go and do it in your home. Don't tell your husband, what are you husband for? If you will die, die. But you must provide for my need. That is not a woman that feels with compassion. That's not the way you should live your life. Don't be a man that be full of wickedness. And be speaking in tongue. Without compassion, there cannot be fulfillment. Okay. Number two things that guarantee fulfillment in life is the spirit of fellowship. And I need to lay this thing down emphatically to you. So many of you don't believe in fellowship with God. And God is wiser than you. God will never give you the detailed plan of your life until you are consistent in his presence. He said, line upon line, precept upon precept. A little here, a little there. That's how God had to people's life. He doesn't give you a master plan of your life in a day. It's in the place of fellowship. Because what God wants is that he wants your fellowshipping with him. Whether you are here or you are at home, God wants your heart. You can never get delivery of what God has in store for you until you have developed the spirit of fellowship. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. He said we should not forget the fellowship. Fellowshipping is what guarantees fulfillment in the presence of the Lord. Every great destiny is bad at the place of his presence. People that afford his presence, they are most of the time traumatized. If you don't like him, you will not be fulfilled. 
your fulfillment is tied to you loving to be in his presence then he will give you your own that's how he gave peter his ministry now can i use your boat yes peter sat down and when he has finished talking to every other person he now talked destiny into peter's life you want destiny without fellowship that would be disaster there is no bishop there's no tomorrow it's only god god put it in his arm and he said you want to know your tomorrow is in my hand look you can run up and down try to connect with people everything will be full time but you can stay with god and god will connect you to people himself they will walk to you they will walk every day bring a new blessing once you are in fellowship with the lord don't chase money or chase things chase him every other big people you want will come to you they will come yesterday Tokwe facilitated the the local government charm of Orilowu local government or something is it to come and visit us in the school how can we partner with you for student scholarship they came here and uh, when they were going they said it's good we take picture with you today it was the news on the news it was there today also i saw some people coming i said just let them come in and they said we are from social body in town what can we do they will come to you it is in the place of fellowship that you attract your fulfillment not scheming things I went to Okefia. I met a guy, one of our students, who was walking around Okefia and he was striking around the high court. So I picked him, Where are you going? He said, Overtedo. I said, What are you doing here? He said, To teach. I said, So when you finish teaching, you'll be trekking from here to offer. He said, Yes, because there's no money. At times, people lift me. I said, But you told me you are working with uh, social families. He said, Yes, but only weekend. I said, so you trek also to Igbona and trek back. He said, you know, at times people will lift me. I said, don't you think that is dangerous? People lift you. People you don't know. He said, it's because of this. I said, but how many times have you trekked from Afatedo to church that you don't have money? How many times have you left your own house and said, whether I have transport money or I don't have transport money, I will trek to church. But you can trek from Fatado to Okefia for a job of 10,000 per month. When it comes to you coming to church, you feel there is no help in the presence of the Lord. And that is where there is help. Mark chapter 10, verse 42. You see, Mark chapter 10, Jesus said, Mary has chosen that good part that cannot be taken away from her. Sitting and fellowshipping with God is what guarantee a life of fulfillment. I'm not just saying it because I want to do it. I want you to do it as a religious exercise. I'm saying it so that it become part and parcel of your habit because I do not know what God has prepared for you. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has prepared for those people that love him. What does that mean? Eyes have not seen he has what God has prepared for those who have fellowship with him. He said, But God has revealed this thing to us by his spirit. Papa, tell me the future. 
your future is in fellowshipping with God. God wants fellowship. He wants to have a relationship with you. You can never know your future until you come to a place of fellowship with him. Your heart must be interested in God for him to give you your own treasure. Because you know where your heart is. That is where your treasure will be. Your heart. Fellowship. That's what God wants. Fellowship. He told, he told Ruth. He said, abide here by my men. When he said abide, he now told his men, let bundles of grain fall for her on purpose and do not rebuke her. Ruth chapter 2 verse 16. When you abide in his presence by his men, where God has planted you, everything you will ever need is there. Everything. And I'm telling you deep secret tonight. Because God told me, everything you will ever need is in the assignment I've given you. Don't defer, just be there. At every meeting, it will be a miracle. And there is nothing that worries me that the problem will not be solved in church. I will never need any connection outside this place. It will always come. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are what? Pleasures forevermore. In his presence. You are running up and down for what is in his presence. If God knows that you should be here by six and you are here, what you need to sustain yourself till another service will deliver to you, he will not give you everything he did. He won't do that. Because he wants you to depend on him and trust him. I don't know why God is not speaking to me. How many time do you have with God? When you wake up in the morning today, do you have some time with him? When it's time for fellowship, do you have some time? Do you have a, a reference point for him? To dialogue and to fellowship with him. Say, God, I don't know what you are going to say, but I'm going to church today so that you speak to my heart. And as you are fellowshipping, in the place of fellowshipping, he will speak to you. That is why you must know that your fulfillment is in fellowship. If you don't have the heart for fellowship, he has no future for you. Because why? He will not give you everything you ever need in a day. He never give it to you. God knows that he give it to you, run away. Somebody say, church is like a petrol station. When you get filled, you just drive away and move to the next church. I say, God will never fill your tank. Never. He can never do that. If he has not done for, for other people. Do you know if God has filled our devil's tank, he will still be doing all the energy. Still be going up and down preaching. He will say, my tank is full. Your tank can never, your joy won't be full without him. He designed it purposefully like that. You leave him, you run dry. You get attached, he feel you. He will never give you all the detail. That's where men of God still pray. That's why we still have worry. That's why we still have need. Because God wants us to be dependent on him. That's why he is God. You can't be successful outside him. I don't know what tomorrow is, but I cling to somebody that knows tomorrow. And I know because he loved me. Because he loved me, my tomorrow will be better. As long as I'm attached myself to him, he will always say to my tomorrow. It's as simple as that. So I don't get worried. I just get worried having constant fellowship with him. Abide with him and good will come your way. Fellowshipping with God is what, even when you don't have money, is what guarantee fulfillment. You have time, you don't have money, then fellowship with Christ. And as you fellowship with Christ, it will said to you. The Bible says, God of grace will said to you. And I pray it will said to you in his presence. Amen. Gather yourself together. Gather yourself together. 
and let him say to you. Fellowship with him. And number three thing is your focus. You cannot be fulfilled. I told men this on Sunday after service. You cannot be fulfilled until you are focused. What I mean by focus, I'm not talking about either doing one business or the other. Focus on things that God is working on in your life. Don't focus on things that are not working. People get discouraged because they don't focus on what is working in their life. You know, perception is stronger than reality. It's not reality that makes people happy. It's perception. The way people see things. And if your perception about life is wrong, your life will be full of sadness and crisis. They were interviewed the new son of Obomashaw land. The man that had just become the other. You know, he's a pastor. He's a senior pastor residing in USA. And he had just decided to take the title. And they were asking him, what is the line interface between a pastor and an Oba? He said, well, I hear a lot of people say all manner of things. But he called Baba. And Baba told him, they say, nobody take uh, royalty in this earth. You see that you come from heaven to it. You are, you are not the one that decides where you be born. It is God that decided where you be born. And since you are born to royalty, that means it's your right to be a king. You see, and God told him to focus on things about his time. He said, most people generalize kingship. They say, ah, you have to hit the heart of a king. He said, in Obuma Shaw, they don't hit the heart of a king. He said, ah, you have to marry two wives. He said, in Obuma Shaw, there is no family that become king two times. Most times in the lifetime. There is no prince on throne. It's five families that become king. They rotate it. So he said, I want to be a Moye. I need a new wife. He said, that's what happened in Obuma Shaw. He said, number three, when it comes to kingship, in Obuma Shaw, he said, it's not saying general. What kingship does that? It allows you to do whatever you want to do. You say, you're back. You want to marry four wives, you can marry. You want to marry one. That's what Obubonsha is all about. And say, most importantly, number four, his work as a pastor, to answer their question, is that he has been called to pastor the town. You say, even in his church, he has bad people, he has good people. So in the town, there will be, the, be good people, there will be bad people, there will be Muslim, there will be a little boy. He said, pastoring is the same. He will live by example, but he will not force anybody to become a Christian. And he will only do what is in line with his will. But if anybody wants to do against his will, against his desire, you can do it. But as far as he's concerned, he will do what is right. If somebody feels that he's doing what is right, they can join him. Perception. Somebody will just look at that and say, Ah, that man can never be. He said, That is your own. As far as I'm concerned, I know what I am. The second fear could be that they will kill him. He said, Nobody will kill me. My life is hidden in Christ. He said, And I'm satisfied with that, with the life I'm living. I don't mind moving to the next phase. I want to pass out the whole Boba Shotan. Who thinks that way? That's the way he's thinking about his new assignment. And as far as he's concerned, he's happy. He said, Stop generalizing. Because they are killing Oba in Debu or they are eating them when they are burning. It doesn't mean that's what all Yoruba people do. That is the mistake that we made. And most of the time, do you know that is the mistake we make about life? We generalize. There is no good people on this earth again. Nobody can be trusted. Nobody is fine. Come on. Look at what is working in your life. Look at what God is doing in your life. And be focused. The Bible says if your height be single, your whole body will be full of light. 
He said, but if your eye is full of darkness, he said, how great the darkness around your life will be. In other words, if your perception focus is wrong, everything around you will be evil. You say everybody has evil. Some years ago, I can't remember the year. Maybe even when we did, have forgotten. There was one of your friend, Brother Jerobe's friend, that was doing either something, that bad or something. I didn't go. I think it's Professor Lowe. I can't remember. So I did not go. So he called me and was saying that Pastor Dutu, you didn't come. I said, because I didn't feel like going. Maybe I was busy. I don't know what happened. Maybe you were there when he was calling. And Mr. Jerobe said, I want to have Logan Kotikiwa. And you tell Walunda Lamu. I want to appreciate Not time, that's how life is. You leave what is working, who is for you, what is working on, and begin to pursue unnecessary issues about life. Because you lack focus. You can't be fulfilled until you are focused. This is the small word that God has given you. Manage it and be happy in it. We cannot get everything at the same time. And you cannot get everything wrong at the same time. Look at the life of Joseph. In his father's house, he was a happy boy. Happy boy, the father loved him. In Potiphar's house, he was happy. Potiphar loved him. Handed over everything to him. In prison, the prisoner loved him. In the palace, Pharaoh loved him. That is a man that is consistent with his time and focus. He was enjoying the moment at every stage. No complaint. You have 10,000, be happy. You have one million, be happy. Whatever you have, be contented and thank God and be focused on what you will be fulfilled. Because the greatest man in our midst is not man, the man with biggest puzzle. is a man with a joyful heart. That's the man that is fulfilled. You can have 100 million and be chasing 2 billion. And somebody can have one million and he's dancing around. That's the man that is fulfilled. That's the man that when he dies, say, ah, I never imagine I can have two million of my savings. Oh God, you are too good. But somebody that have hundred million is dying of hypertension because he's constantly thinking something that his hand cannot reach. And he's complaining. He's complaining. Do you know you can wear a three-year-old dress and still look new? And somebody can wear one week old dress and he's not smiling. Just because instead of looking at himself to thank God, he's looking at other and other new designs that is in town. You must focus on things that makes you happy. You are responsible for your own joy and fulfillment. You are responsible for your own joy and fulfillment. And nothing work until you are happy. Nothing work in your life. Wake up. Speak to yourself. God has been good to me. You cannot manage your life better than the way God is managing it. Stop complaining. Lord, I'm happy. What you have done, I'm okay. Look at people that say, Bishop Odebo will say, God, what you have done in my life is more than enough. If you not do anything again, I'm satisfied. God never stop. Oh. He never stop. I never stop saying, what God has done. Ten years ago, he said it. 20 years ago, he said it. He said, God, if you not do anything for me again, what you have done is too much. And God did not stop in his life. That is the life of somebody that is focused on things that are working in his life. Let's stop all this struggling to acquire. 
when you enter your car, say, Lord, thank you. That I'm mobile. I can see half well. When you are checking, say, thank you. I can see exercise with my bones. Anything that you are doing, can't it all joy. Can't it all joy. And be fulfilled. Let people look at your life and say, ah, what is actually making you happy? And tell them, I must be honest with you. God has been good to me. And when you say that, it's not because everything is perfect yet. It's because you are focusing on things that God has done. And regarding all those things that has not done, as non-essential. And before you know it, you will live a fulfilled life and you attract all of that blessing to yourself. Stand on your feet. I want you to let use this city to pray. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me a compassionate heart like that of Jesus Christ. A heart that solves problems, a heart that sees problems, a heart that empathizes with the problem of other people. Lord, help me to be the kind of person you want me to be in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not look away. Lord Jesus, wherever you want me to touch, in my assignment, I will touch it. People will be fulfilled under me. They will be happy under me. Nobody will be frustrated. In the mighty name of Jesus, your grace will be sufficient. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, give me the heart that is kind. A heart that is loving. A heart that is good. A heart that is tender. Not a wicked heart heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, give me grace to help and to see where I can help humanity. In the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and pray and say the Lord should help you and will help us. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, my fellowship with you is sacrosanct. Is important in the name of Jesus. I will use my lifetime to be in the place of fellowship in the name of Jesus. I just want to be where you are. I want to fellowship with you in the morning. I want to be in fellowship in the afternoon. I want to be in fellowship in the evening. I want to be in fellowship. I will never be tired of having fellowship with you. My fellowship with you is a priority. In the mighty name of Jesus. In your presence is my fullness of joy. In your presence is my fulfillment. It is precept upon precept. Line upon line. I will never lose my fellowship. My fellowship with you is important at all time. I will fellowship with you. I will enjoy fellowshiping with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And what will make me a fulfilled person. You will give it to me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me the grace to focus on the things that works in my life and not be distracted by things that are not working. I want to live a fulfilled and happy life. Give me the grace not to be distracted. I want to look at what you are doing, what you are saying, where things are happening. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive grace to be focused, focused on your hand in my life, on your grace in my life. I refuse to be distracted and bitter about things that are not working. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
I will live a life of focus, a life of concentration on what you are working in my life. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Five more prayer points. Raise your two hands to heaven. My labor will receive reward. Reward that will make me happy. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that went about sowing precious seed shall doubtless come carrying their affairs with them. I will not labor in vain. My seed will bring forth harvest. My confession will bring forth harvest. My work will bring forth harvest. In the mighty name of Jesus, my labor over the ministry will not be in vain. I will have great reward. I will see the reward of my soul and my soul will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Raise your hands to heaven. This year, any of this year, I will reap in joy. In the name of Jesus, I am sowing in tears. I must reap in joy. I must be fulfilled in my harvest. In the name of Jesus, I will not go back to him empty-handed. I will reap in joy. I will reap the fruit of my labor. I will not labor in vain. Open your mouth and decree and declare. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I will reap in joy. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Say, Father, in this month of September, fill my mouth with laughter and song. In the name of Jesus, I want to laugh again. I want to rejoice again. I want to celebrate again. Lord, fill my ah. Let's pray and say, Lord, fill my mouth with laughter and joy. I want to rejoice. I want to rejoice again. I want to celebrate again. I want to be happy again. I want to dance the dancing of somebody that God has blessed. Fill my mouth with laughter. I want to celebrate in the mighty name of Jesus. In this month of September, our month of fulfillment, fill my mouth with laughter. Fill my tongue with singing. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and pray. God can do it. He can fill your mouth with laughter and your mouth with singing. I want to sing. I want to rejoice. I want to dance. I want to celebrate. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes and look at me. We are going to pray just one more prayer. I will go over tonight and come tomorrow. You know, this month is special. It's a month of fulfillment. And we have to pray to be fulfilled. First one say, when the Lord turned the captivity of that, we are like them that dream dream. There is a blessing that looks like a dream. That is, in your own imagination, you never believe you can get there. You can never be fulfilled until God takes you to a place you, can, you, you never imagine you can be. That's the truth though. If you achieve what you think you can achieve, you will still be feeling there is something that you have not done. There will still be emptiness in you that I can do this. But if God takes you to a height beyond your imagination, ah, uh, you will say, no, no, I don't want anything. I, 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 there are few people like that in this country. They were asking former President Gulod Jonathan not to concede defeat. And he said, I should not be greedy. 
that I never imagined myself to be a vice president. Talk less of being a president for six years. He said it never crossed his imagination. Not in his widest dream when he was young, growing up, secondary school, university. Will he ever imagine can attain that feat? For him to have attained it, he is fulfilled. Does not need second chance. There are people like that. There are things that God will do for them. And God has done things unimaginable for other people that they themselves know. Other people around them know that this is beyond you. This is beyond you. God can do something that is beyond you. Even where they are mocking you. God can do it for you. We are going to pray that for blessings that look like a dream that is beyond you. That God should give it to you. That you have a reason to thank you and say, Lord, ah, this is beyond me. Oh. Blessings that look like a dream. Bring fulfillment. Lord, do it in my life. In this month of fulfillment, blessing that look like a dream. That is the blessing that look like a dream. Lord, give it to me in the mighty name of Jesus. Take me to the height I cannot climb. Take me to the pinnacle where I thought I can never reach. Take me to a level where I think, ah, is this a dream or reality? Lord, take me to that level in the mighty name of Jesus. Take me to a place where we say, this is beyond me. Father, take me to that level. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. It's a month of fulfillment. And our fulfillment is in his hand. Let's come and take the communion. And I want to be praying, Lord, I will be fulfilled. I will not be frustrated. In the name of Jesus. Yeah.